Welcome to Satisfied, a podcast hosted by me, Ashley Pardo. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, business coach, and former private chef. Satisfied is all about finding fulfillment, confidence, and peace in your body, business, mental health, relationships, and life. If you're an introspective, deep, and sensitive woman, Satisfied is for you. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's get into the show. Well, my friends, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a couple announcements I wanted to get into before our episode today all about hunger. I shared some stuff about hunger on Instagram this week and I had many requests to share more content about it. So today we're going to be going over four things that you can do to help manage your hunger a little bit better, get acquainted with your hunger, become a better quote unquote intuitive eater. And I can't wait to get into that. Before though, I wanted to go over what we have coming up for the rest of the year. The first thing, sorry, I just hit my cup, is my six month program, which I am, I have been working on the sales page for that. It is going to come out this weekend. So the weekend will be December 9th and 10th. I will be releasing it and we will have eight spots open for that. Two have already been filled. I have I'm going to have 10 women go through the program as sort of a beta test. And again, this is going to be your blueprint to get into the best shape of your life, to feel amazing, to really feel like you have an exact plan for your nutrition and your strength training in order to help you feel the best that you ever have. Uh, That is going to be happening in January. I do also have another strength training program happening in January. The six-month program is going to be a little bit more customized in terms of strength training, but for those of you that just need a program, you will be able to get that towards the end of January. And then the Intuitive Macro Certification will open up again in February. So really excited for everything that's going to be coming. I'm also going to be opening up some one-on-one nutrition spots this month, along with three one-on-one business coaching spots. So I haven't talked about that in a really long time, but the Intuitive Macro Certification is going to have more concrete online business content and I am ready to work with people or to bring in three new people for one-on-one business coaching. So really excited about all of that. Obviously, if you have a question for that, please let me know. Uh, Let's go ahead and get straight into this episode. Um, I also shared a little bit this week about how I have been feeling just a little bit overwhelmed with everything that I have going on. I am actually going to Jordan uh, to celebrate Christmas with my family and to celebrate my holidays or the holidays. My brother-in-law is from Jordan and my sister and him alternate spending Christmas in Jordan and spending Christmas with our family. And my mom and I and all of us really just want to spend the holidays away from Miami this year. We also spent Thanksgiving away. So I'm going to be in Jordan for about a week and a half. And then I'm going to be in Europe for about another week. So I'm going to be gone for about two and a half weeks. I'm still going to be working, still going to be doing this stuff. 
creating content, posting content, so nothing will stop necessarily. But I am getting ready for that trip and just tying up loose ends. And also just in general, this time of year is a little bit more jam-packed. So if you are feeling that, you are not alone. I also am going to be sharing, you know, just some stuff around manifestation and getting the things that you desire. And I don't love the word manifestation, but it's more so focused energy and intention on the things that you want to create in your life. Just because my reality right now is a 180 from what it was at the beginning of this year. And I want to share more about that. I want to share more about intention and action and also detachment, because I think that detachment is a really important part of that process. So I, if I just add to that, you know, I think that in general, some years like this year for me, even though I did a lot of things, I did not do as much as I wanted to. And for in terms of like posting content and creating new things, even though I did create a lot of new stuff, uh, I wasn't consistent as I wanted to be in terms of my feed posts. Obviously, the podcast has been consistent, but I it's just a reminder that some years are for sort of, you know, you needing to kind of be in a holding pattern. And some years are for massive growth. Like you can't have massive growth every single year. Sometimes personally, you're going to be going through some things and, you know, you just can't do everything that you want to do. And I am the type of person that gets upset over those things. But I think it's really important that we just allow what happens to happen and sort of accept our response and our capacity to those things. And I also believe that those years, you learn so much during those years that, those learnings and those insights get transferred into the next year and sort of like your next level. Uh, and I I feel that brewing. I feel things happening. So I really can't wait for 2024 and everything that is to come. So anyway, let's get started on hunger. And I wanted to do this episode because I know that I used to be somebody who is disconnect, felt disconnected from their hunger honestly felt petrified of feeling hunger and felt like it was a constant emergency. I didn't know how to discern if I was actually hungry. I, as a child, I think was very, like I said, scared of hunger. And I think there was a period of my life where like, I don't think I ever got hungry because I was just like always eating. And I think all of these things are really common experiences, but actually getting really honest with my hunger and accepting my hunger and the limits of my hunger and my fullness has probably been the most important tool for me healing my relationship with food. Because I think something that happens sometimes is that we want to eat even though we're not hungry. And that is sort of the foundational problem of a complicated relationship with food that we want to eat. We use food for a variety of coping mechanisms and, um, you know, really to numb, to avoid, to deal with stress, to deal with feelings. And in that sort of, you know, in that conundrum that we find ourselves in, food is used in a way that it's not meant for. Obviously, food is emotional and layered and it has many meanings. And it doesn't mean that we can't use it in that way. 
But I think it's also important to, if you're going to do those things, to be honest with yourself and maybe do them when you are hungry, right? So it's like that problem gets in the way of us being honest with ourselves. Cause like I have had so many moments where like I feel full and I'm like, well, I wish I was hungry right now. I wish I could eat more. And that's an uncomfortable place to be in, but it's also like the exact place where we can begin to examine our relationship with food and really get close to, okay, what do I actually need? Because if we're using food in a way that makes us feel terrible, something needs to be looked at. And it's also not about the food. It, It will call you, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to call you to sort of look at other ways of coping that are going to be more productive and are also, again, more uncomfortable. Like it's it's more fun to eat than it is to go like deal with an issue or, or a problem or something. And I think, again, viewing this as an opportunity of getting really up and close with your hunger, which is also the tool of like being able to travel, being able to feel like you have your own back when it comes to eating, being able to like not count and measure everything it comes down to hunger and it comes down to what I'm going to share in this episode. This week I also shared, um, oops, there's that cup again. Um, This week I also shared an Instagram post where I talked about signs of mind hunger versus body hunger. And I think that that is also really important to go over. And there are, I'm going to list some of these things out right now before we get started into my four tips, but these are all tangible things that you can use in order to get more acquainted and get more in touch with your hunger. So tangible things that we can use in order to get more connected, to feel like we have a grasp on our hunger and use these tools to begin to discern. Because it's not just like, eat till you're 80% full or like eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. We need tangible markers. So the first thing is that mind hunger or like, you know, the hunger that you feel when you are wanting to emotionally eat or whatever is very specific. You know, it's like I need the chocolate or I need this like bagel or whatever it is versus body hunger is broad. You're more willing to eat a variety of things and you're more willing to eat things that like aren't as fun. So one of the markers that I use is like would I be willing to eat chickpeas and fish, like steamed fish, not super fun, but when you're actually hungry, you're more willing to eat a bunch of stuff. The next one is that mind hunger is felt above the neck and in your mind. Um, And it is something that is sort of like in your mouth. Body hunger really comes below the neck and in your stomach. So the placement of the hunger is important too. Like, where are you feeling it? Do you feel your stomach rumbling? Obviously, obviously this is specific to you, but um, it's important for us to discern exactly what that feels like for us. The next thing is that mind hunger is noticed by mental cues and body hunger is noticed by physical cues. Mind hunger keeps going when you're physically full. This is a big one. This is what I was talking about before. And I also want to say it's normal to feel like a moment of grief whenever you feel full and you're like, well, shit, I wish I was hungry. I wish I could still eat. And that's like, again, like, oh, not fun. But again, growth. Body hunger stops when you are physically full. Like you're not interested in those things. 
Next thing, mind hunger happens more frequently with processed foods, of course, and body hunger is easier to manage with whole one ingredient foods. Mind hunger ends in guilt and shame usually, and then body hunger ends in satisfaction. Lastly, mind hunger feels chaotic, distracted, and fast, and body hunger feels grounded, calm, and slow. That's the place where you want to be because we don't all start with mind hunger, body hunger feeling like, you know, grounded and calm. It can be a source of anxiety like, oh shit, I I don't want to get close to this feeling. I It is too scary for me to do that. And again, it is just... Um, it is something that I want to avoid because I haven't allowed myself to go there. And I'm going to be talking about all of those things in this episode. So one of the first, those are kind of the signs and some tangible markers. Here are four ways that we can get more acquainted with our hunger. The first thing is to understand our hunger hormones and to understand the fact that like our hunger and our appetite is actually driven by the brain and hormones. Knowing this helps you understand why you get hungry and why you get full and how that happens. Having this knowledge and having this self-understanding is absolutely key. So you have two hunger hormones. You have ghrelin, which is the hormone that lets you know that you are hungry. And then you have leptin, the hormone that lets you know that you are full. Leptin, or sorry, ghrelin is easier to be felt with or is easier to so when we eat if we just go over what this means as we eat normally let's say we're eating like balanced protein carb and fat foods whole foods lept ghrelin is going to go down and you know so hunger is going to go down and fullness is going to go up meaning that ghrelin is or leptin is going to be activated it is easier for this process to happen of ghrelin decreasing and leptin increasing, leptin being that signaling, I am full, this tells my brain, with, it's going to be, this process is easier to happen with whole process, I mean, with whole ingredient real foods. So that allows the process to happen normally. Processed foods makes it the opposite. So when you have processed foods, it increases ghrelin, so you get hungrier, and it decreases leptin, meaning you won't actually feel that you're full. This is why when you have like sugary snacks or sugar or processed foods or chips or whatever it is, the process becomes reversed and you actually never actually feel super full until it's like the absolute, like you're to your brim and you still will continue to feel hungry. So understanding why this happens and understanding why like if you've eaten a pint of ice cream or something and you still feel hungry afterwards and you never actually feel full, this is why because the foods aren't actually promoting the true satiety signals to your hormones and your brain. So this isn't a you thing. This is like a, a body and a brain thing. So that's the first thing is understanding why that happens. The next thing is going to be to mostly eat foods that promote satiety. That's going to be protein and it's going to be fiber. So animal protein, meats, fish, yogurt, cottage cheese, cheeses. You could do a vegetarian tofu. You could do a protein powder. Uh, protein-rich foods are going to allow those hormones to function appropriately. And same thing with fiber. So fruits, vegetables, beans, uh, other legumes, lentils, stuff like that. 
those are going to promote satiety for you. So you want to have those foods every day in some capacity and protein and fire being the bi- fiber being the big players there. And of course, you can have other foods, fun foods, but you have to do it with the understanding that they are not going to promote satiety necessarily. And you have to own that process. You have to understand that, okay, if I eat these foods, I'm not, I can't actually rely on my internal signaling to tell me when to stop eating. I am going to have to rely on perhaps external cues, like, like, if I'm tracking macros or something where I portion something out, where I serve myself something, I put it on a plate, I sit down, I put my fork down in between bites, and I will have to realize that this is science. And in order for me, for my hunger to be managed during the day, I need to have protein and fiber at every meal. My meal needs to be balanced. If you've ever had like a ton of fruit in one sitting or like oatmeal for breakfast, you're going to be starving in like a second. Doesn't mean you shouldn't ever do that, but you have to do it with the knowledge of like, okay, if I have a cinnamon bun or cereal for breakfast, I'm going to be really hungry later. And it, it isn't actually promoting normal hunger. It's also a blood sugar thing that if your blood sugar is constantly elevated, your hunger is going to be out of whack as well. So try to eat every single day at every meal or most meals, at least two meals a day, try to have protein, have hunger promoting, satiety promoting foods. And if you do have like a pastry for breakfast or lunch or whatever it is, that's fine to do sometimes. I definitely do that, but also do it with the ownership of what's going to happen as a result that like it's not going to be very satiety promoting that you will have to experience more hunger as a result of that and again this can be really really empowering the next thing is to let yourself get hungry and i want to say a couple things here first i'm not saying starve yourself like you know obviously i'm not saying that and I'm also realizing that this can be very triggering, especially if you have a complicated history with food. I suggest using a window of tolerance approach when it comes to hunger, meaning that like it might not feel safe to you to expose yourself to like two hours of hunger, but like maybe you try to push it a little bit. Maybe like you won't let yourself feel one minute of it. Try to maybe feel, you know, 10 minutes And then once you get comfortable there and you expose yourself to that feeling of hunger, you can push it a little bit more. I suggest doing this with food available in front of you so you can feel safe of like, okay, I can expose myself to this feeling little by little. That's how the window of tolerance opens is by riding edges that still allow you to feel safe and not feel dysregulated. It might be too dysregulating to expose yourself to hours and hours of hunger, but have some food available there so that you, whenever you feel those things, you can know that food is available for you and it it won't be so, so scary. So go little by little, ride that edge, but don't do it to the point perhaps that you get dysregulated and allowing yourself to have this experience when like literally before one minute, it was like, oh my God, emergency, I'm going to die. What's going to happen Now I know that I can just like, I am safe there. I have shown my body that it's safe. And I think that, you know, the French have a saying that like hunger is the most important ingredient. And it's true. Food tastes better when you're hungry. 
And like, that's the best, right? When you're hungry before something and you're like, yum, I'm going to go, I'm going to go eat now. Like it's so much better and, and food does taste better. So allowing yourself to get hungry in between your meals and before you eat is going to be a tool that will help you have a better relationship with food. It'll also help you like real talk, manage your weight, manage the way that you feel, manage your intake and allow yourself to do those things. Like for example, I had a pretty big breakfast this morning. I am not quite hungry yet. And I I know that whenever I do get hungry, that will be the time to eat. Obviously there's going to be instances where like this isn't going to be perfect. For example, if like you're traveling and you have a little window of time to eat something, of course you might eat outside of hunger, but like we want to practice this like as a for the most part majority thing so that you can, again, get acquainted to what it's like and also know like it's okay for me to be here and it's okay for me to expose myself to certain levels of this. Exposure is key for healing anything. That is how we grow. Like not um, staying in our comfort zone isn't exactly helpful. Last step is to honor your history. So if you are somebody who has a history of feeling triggered and feeling scared by your hunger, know that the way that we get out of that is by exposing yourself to it little by little and honoring that process, but also honor your history and don't make yourself feel bad for feeling some kind of way about feeling triggered by hunger. Like hunger is oftentimes the most primitive and primal. Do those mean the same things? I'm not exactly sure. It's the most primitive thing that we can go through. It's the most primitive feeling. And it's important for us to, you know, and there's a lot of stuff there with like attachment and your primary caregiver and your hunger. If your hunger was like messed with, of course, you're going to feel a certain way. Of course, it's going to be hard. So really try to give yourself compassion for that because that's going to be really the only way that you can heal and actually feel better through this process. And I, I'm not going to so much get into like appetite right now. I think appetite is like a mental thing. But um, really trying to discern, like, again, that crucial moment of like, I am not hungry and I want to eat. What do I need? What do I actually need right now? Because eating in a way that isn't beneficial to me isn't actually good for me. And it isn't actually a treat for myself. Now, there are going to be moments where you might overeat slightly, but we really want to avoid the type of fullness that makes you feel like garbage. So I will do some more episodes about this. This was just sort of like a primer of ways for you to feel better around these things. But I hope that this was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions. Uh, I look forward to sharing all of the stuff that I have coming up. As always, I am so grateful for you. Many of you have been sharing that you have been listening to my podcast recently. Um, and, you know, while you're lifting, while you're driving, while you are doing my workouts, like it just really means the most to me. And I always love to hear that. So as always, I'm sending you a ton of love and I will talk to you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to Satisfied. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram where I post content every single day at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoyed the show, I'd super appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or Spotify. 
If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show, or you just want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from and connecting with you because you're the whole reason that I do the show. I hope that you find satisfaction wherever you are right now.